So good morning, Rabbi. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Doing fine this morning. So glad to hear it. And I was wondering, are you sure you're doing well? Is it is there empirical evidence that you are doing well? Or do you have faith that you are doing well? Which leads me to my question. What is it about faith? Do we are we do we believe it no matter what, or do we seek to reinforce it? Can you talk about that a little bit? I, I want to start with putting aside the validity of having blind faith. I think that one statement has done incredible disservice to religion, to faith, and to all of us as human beings. Faith should not be blind. If anyone asks you to believe without any proof and evidence, run the other way, don't walk, okay? So let's start with proof and evidence. Each of us has to establish valid proof and evidence for whatever we're going to believe. And this has becomes difficult because, you know, we're human beings and we are really susceptible to different kinds of influence. You know, I see something on television. I see something on YouTube and, ooh, what about that? Or I read something, so, ooh, what about that? And then there's always crazy Uncle Kenny and he'll always come up with something that's, mm, you know, it might be, it doesn't sound quite, but it might be. So I would like to start us off with each of us has to determine what kind of objective proof and evidence do we need for different things? It's not always the same. Uh, we all take medication that our doctors prescribe. Many of us take supplements and that involves faith. We have faith in the companies that manufacture it. We have faith in the FDA. We have faith in consumer organizations that monitor so that I'm not taking something incredibly harmful or have a product. In fact, all the time we hear on the news about a product to stop taking or look in your freezer or look in your refrigerator or look on your shelf. So there are organizations. And so that's proof and evidence. I've established that there are enough organizations that are monitoring certain things. And then I buy from someone reputable. But religion is all about things that you cannot prove in a literal sense or with scientific. Ah, contraire, monsieur. They, <laughs> there is proof and evidence. And that's where, that's the part we have a tendency to overlook, okay? It's just not as simple and it requires different techniques. It's all there, just different techniques. So I mentioned tangible reality, which is what you said. Okay, there's proof and evidence. So I have proof and evidence. So I have proof and evidence for the spiritual realm. Remember, spiritual is non-material existence. It's not pretend, it's not invisible. Love exists, but not like a Torah. Hate exists, but not like a Seder plate. And so, Spirituality has existence and it requires different tools to give me proof and evidence. And here is the fly in the ointment, so to speak. 
We want to use the material proof and evidence for the spiritual world. It won't work. It won't work because we're dealing with the spiritual realm. So what are my spiritual tools? Let's start thinking of how do I know you love me? That's spiritual. Well, it's not because you give me nice things. It's not because you might do this or that. That adds to my feeling about it. I develop a sense or feeling based on non-material evidence. I watch, I listen, and I do have that criteria. I'm, I'm, I do have a list of proof and evidence that you love me. I have proof and evidence that you hate certain groups. I watch and listen to the way you talk. I watch the examples you use. I watch the material proof and evidence you present. And so I can have a sense. And finally, not finally, we also have a brain. We're also able to go, it's too good to be true. No, that doesn't sound reasonable. Um, that's not supported by what I see in behavior. So watching people's actions becomes very important for our spiritual proof. We watch, we see what people do, not what they say, we watch how people act. And you go, their actions aren't consistent with what they're saying, so what's going on here? Then I wanna look at my source for my faith. What am I using to just know, to support my faith? Just because something <clears throat> excuse me, was written in an old book, doesn't mean it's true. Something that was said by an old guy doesn't mean it's true. Now, it's harder to be wise when you're young. I've mentioned this before. So hopefully with age comes some wisdoms. And hopefully if something's been around for a long time, but we don't want to jump. We don't want to jump at the proof and evidence. So I read something in a book. Okay. Is that consistent with how I see the world operating? Is that consistent with how people act? And so faith in a spiritual sense is not blind. It's proof and evidence. However, it's spiritual proof and evidence. It's non-material proof and evidence. So you're saying it has to be active. Faith has to be constant. Faith can use past events to help reinforce it but it always has to be evaluated because something can happen. We hear this all the time where your faith is shattered or shaken. And then you want to look and say, wait a minute, my faith wasn't, but my proof and evidence, I was using proof and evidence. And that's a good example, Joe, because it's showing that my proof and evidence didn't hold up. I put my faith in this, or I believed in this, and then it doesn't turn out. It doesn't work out. And so I wanna stop and say, wait a minute. Ah, I've learned something. And that's one of the functions of prayer and worship. By going to services on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, I have a sense to sit quietly and think about my proof and evidence, not blind. Because if I was to say to you, oh, trust me, Joe, I'm telling you the truth. You're not gonna accept that without any proof and evidence. So why would I accept some religious or spiritual statements without proof and evidence? So I want to look and go, oh, 
that made sense then, but it doesn't, now that I have some new evidence, now I have some new insight. And we use the word intuition and criticize it, but it's valid. We can have intuitive knowledge and we can also have feelings about something. And it turns out that feelings are based on our experience. And that's proof and evidence. I've had experience with, and now I'm seeing a similar situation. That's why blind faith trips us up with something we've never experienced before or never seen. Because we, we have any kind of proof and evidence. We don't have anything to fall back on, to judge it. Does this deserve my faith? Everything will work out in the end. No, it doesn't. Some things just don't work out in the end. So I want to stop saying, hmm. However, my faith tells me I can work through this. I've had the proof and evidence. I look back on my life. I see what I've lived through. I see what tools helped me. I see what tools helped you. And therefore, I can continue my list of proof and evidence, always going back to something demonstrated, proven, something I've seen, and it's not blind. I'm not accepting anything because I read it or because you told me, but we just really have to be careful nowadays because we're inundated with YouTube. We're inundated with the internet. We're inundated with so many sources that we need to stop and say, wait a minute, who is this person? Where are they coming from? Oh, and there's the advance of the internet. We can Google the person. We can see their background. We can see their education. We can see their occupation. So we can do some good research, our due diligence, and say, I can have faith in what that person's teaching because I have done my research and I have my proof and evidence. Even though they may say something I don't know anything about, I have faith in what they're saying because I know where they're getting their proof and evidence. I have faith in you, Rabbi. And as always, your wisdom is evidence of that faith being justified. So thank you very much. You're very welcome.